Welcome back to Amber and the Truth, where we, well, me, expose the truth, the gospel truth, that is. And welcome back to another episode of the Amber and the Truth podcast. Um, as you can see from the title of this podcast, you're probably like, what? Like, what do you mean? How? And what? How does it consist of? And how did you end up doing this? And all those other things. Well, let me tell you what God revealed to me. So... What I mean by making um, God, I made my boyfriend my God. This is an ex. I don't currently have a boyfriend. Um, This was, honestly, this was realized maybe a month ago. (laughs) Uh, God revealed this to me a month ago. He also revealed it to me. um, No, I'm lying. I'm sorry. He did not reveal this to me a month ago. He revealed this to me in May that this wasn't a relationship for me, that this wasn't something I should be in. And I took it hard for about June and July. It wasn't until August and in September to where I started to feel regular again, to where I started to feel like myself again. For the first two months, I wasn't myself. I was, you know, in the depression. I was sad uh, and just didn't know how to, you know, how to cope with it because it's technically my first loss to where I got to treat a person like they're not technically alive like of course he is he's just fine it's just when you have to mint kill a relationship that means sometimes killing the person to you in their mind so that you're not tempted to go back and the reason why I say that is simply because of how much I was into this person so it all started when I was 17 years old um when I grew up as a child I grew up without um any affection any love I wasn't told I love you. I wasn't hugged. I wasn't, there was no affection. So when you grow up like that, you grow You grow up kind of like a hard heart. You do, especially with who I was raised by. I was raised by my grandmother and she's not the most pleasant person. So um, that had an effect on me and how I, you know, loved men and how I look forward to men. The reason why I became so obsessed with this man is simply because I didn't have anyone to show me affection and he was the first person to ever acknowledge that they loved me and said it to my face and had a smile after they said it, you know? So it stems from the lack of affection in the home growing up and also not having a father that played a role too. And also my guardian not really being a parent like she wasn't involved in my the things that I did like especially me on my phone or me hanging out with friends or anything like that it was just like she knew where I was and that was it she didn't care about what I did and how I did it so I was able to get away with a lot of things that I shouldn't have gotten away with so I'm 17 years old and I meet this really cute boy let's call him Austin because I don't want to use his real name Um, Let's call him Austin. And I meet Austin over the internet, you know, on the app. This is way before it was prevalent and way before it was cool and and just normal to meet people. This was back in 2012 when um, I was still in high school and we were talking to guys on the internet and talking to, you know, boys or whatever. And I happened to run across this really cute one who just set my heart on fire. And um, that fire has been there literally since May of this year. I, I told you we met in 2012, right? So, um, Austin was a really nice guy. Um, he was the first guy, like I said, to show me affection. So, 
Um, in 2012, Apple came out with the iPhone, and with the iPhone came out FaceTime. And FaceTime is how me and Austin got to know each other really well, I might add. I don't want to add details, but if you're an adult, you know what I mean. Um, we got to know each other pretty well, and we assumed with how we got to know each other, and we equaled it as love. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about phone sex. If you have kids around, turn it down or turn it off and listen to another time. It's not going to be rated R, but I am going to be very honest. Um, we would have a lot of phone sex, and I would assume that's where the Jezebel spirit reared her ugly head. Because I've, from the revelation of God, I've always, not always, I don't have her now, but since I was a child, I've had the Jezebel spirit upon me. And, um... When I got to that particular age, 16, 17, is when I started to, you know, be sexually active. And I was a horn dog. Like, to put it in layman's terms, like, I was just overly excited and into it and wanting it. Like, I thought about it all day, every day. That's all I wanted to do. If I could make any conversation or anything sound nasty, I would, or sound sexual, I would. It was just a part of me. I really thought that's who I was. I'm this sexual being. I'm just as who I am. When you get close to God, you realize that's not who you are at all. That's who they tried to make you out to be. They meeting the evil spirits. So I'm sorry, go off on tangent, but yeah, um, we would have a lot of phone sex and we equated that to love. And I thought I was in love. And I thought that he was the one. That is, that, is, that is a pattern I have with every guy, honestly. That if I date you and I'm in love with you and we're in love with each other, you're the one. Automatically, what you mean? Like, mm. <laughs> But the, clearly that isn't because I'm sitting here by myself. But <laughs> nevertheless, um, the, the affection that came from him was, was new to me. It was almost like it was a dopamine rush that I've never experienced in my entire life. And I needed it. I wanted it. I needed it like I need air, water, and food to breathe and to stay alive. I needed him. I needed him. I'm emphasizing that because I want you to understand what I meant by how I needed him. Which is why step one, or, or red flag one, how I made him my God, is because I needed him. There was a um, point in time when we had broken up, and um, I was a part of the praise dance um, team at church. And um, Tamala Man had just dropped, um, what is it, Take Me to the King. And, you know, the, and the words of Take Me to the King is, Take me to the king, I don't have much to bring. You know, um, and then the words, that's the chorus, but the, the verses is, Truth is I'm tired, options are few. I'm trying to pray, but where are you? I'm all churched out, hurt and abused. The reason why I'm singing is because when I first heard that song, instead of thinking of Jesus or God or anything related to the Holy Trinity, I thought of him. When it says, truth is I'm tired, options are few, I was thinking about him. Like, I'm tired of us, you know, breaking up. I'm tired of us because we would break up on and off. I'm tired of us breaking up. I'm tired of us going through stuff. I'm tired of being sad. I'm tired of being tired. Like, I thought of him when that song came on. And shortly after that, um, that breakup, we had gotten back together. Um, and then here comes summertime and here comes college, fall season, uh, September. And I go to college 2013 and we break up in 2013 and that is the last time that we would ever be together 
like we be known to to each other as boyfriend and girlfriend and let me tell you how <laughs> i was haunted by that man like austin haunted my brain for a smooth nine years and i mean it when i say haunted i'm gonna break it down what i mean by haunted but um i just it was just a lot for me that i that god revealed to me what was wrong and all the things that i did wrong and what was not healthy i was not in a healthy relationship with this man at all so you know that i met him online so that means we never met in person so we stayed in touch through FaceTime. So after the breakup, of course, we didn't stay in touch that much. He would hit me up every, you know, once in a while, every blue moon to check on me and to see if, if I'm doing okay. And side note, ladies, if your ex is checking on you to see if you're doing all right, he's still in love with you, or he wants to know if you're in love with him. There's no if, and, or buts, or maybes, or nothing about it. There's not a single ex that you have left alone. And if y'all are not true, genuine friends, this should be hitting you up and asking you how you are. It's simply because he's still interested in you and he wants to know if you still have interest in him. That's that. Or he's just a manipulative jerk who just wants to know if you're still into him and to keep that fire going just in case. Sometimes it is that way. Um, so I worshiped the ground this man walked on. Like this man had complete and 100% control of me. Now the Christians who follow Jesus and walk with Jesus and, and know God, we walk with him on a personal level, on an intimate level, correct? And that is what I mean when I made this man my God, is that any emotion he felt, I felt. And 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 any emotion he portrayed and came out with, and, and I felt, I like when I say I felt it, bro, I felt it. Like, it was devastating to me. Like, if he was sad, I would feel it like... Oh, like, who made you say I don't want to beat them up? Or who made them say I don't want to cuss them out? You know what I'm saying? And it would just take control of me. It would take hold of me. Like, he would he would run my entire day. He was my emotions. So let's say he called me. He was calling. And I see his name pop up on my phone. I'm giddy AF. Like, I'm super excited. I'm like, ooh, my baby calling me. Yes. Mm, yes. Like, <laughs> y'all, I can't explain how intricate these feelings were like it was almost like i needed that man like i don't know how to explain any deeper than that is than a need like i was on my last breath and all i needed was that one breath he was that breath to me i told you guys i made him my god um so he would call and i would get super excited and i would just be in a great mood after that my sister would notice or my friends around me would notice like oh he just put you in a good mood huh girl yeah and like yes my baby yeah he put me in a good mood like mm. you know what i'm saying and let's say he called and then we end up arguing and you know we get off the phone and i'm upset that ruined my entire day I didn't want to go out no more. If we was going out, I didn't want to participate in nothing that my friend's family was doing. My mood was crushed for the entire day until he called and made it up to me or until he called and made me happy again. That is legit how it went. And he had that power over me for about two and a half, I would say three years. We were together for about a year and a half and then an extra uh, year, extra half that made it two years uh, was the breakup time or whatever. And yeah I was obsessive I had no idea my OCD went into men like of course I'm obsessive compulsive with certain things the way I like my room how tidy I am and how clean I am and how you know I'm a germaphobe in a, in a sense but 
when it came to that man particularly Austin bro I would he he ran every single thing about me and um I just it always felt like a dire need like um I would say the evil spirits had in my mind you know the devil had in my mind that he was gonna die that if I did not contact him if I didn't talk to him even when we were broken up for all these years bro if I didn't hit him up that once a year or whatever or if I didn't ever answered him when he called or I didn't call him back immediately death would be planted in my head like he's gonna die and mind you we hadn't met up until this point um and I'm just like I didn't understand at the time but I was just like I have to like there was you couldn't stop me from doing anything so um So in 2012, we met 2013, senior year of high school, we broke up. Then I got back together my freshman year of um, college. And then a couple months after that, we ended up breaking up again for good. And after that, I go into the deepest depression I have ever felt in my entire life. Um, I was suicidal. I was really extremely sad. I cried myself to sleep multiple nights. Um, At this point, I had moved out of the house. So, um... I had, I was living, I was renting a room in LA. That's kind of how you get around in LA. You either rent a room or get your own place. And I was renting a room and I would just be utterly depressed and sad in that room. And honestly, I would cry and fall asleep and wake up and had a dream about him. Like it would be the, it was the worst time in my life in 2014. Like, honestly, I was just so sad and depressed and I didn't know how to cope with it. So um, I remember that I had tried weed in high school maybe twice. I had smoked maybe two or three times in high school. And I remembered how it felt. And I knew I wanted that feeling again. So when I um, I managed to find someone who sold weed on the college campus and gave me some. And that's when I became basically dependent on it. I wouldn't say addicted because I don't have addictive qualities when it comes to weed. Addicted means I can't shake it myself I can voluntarily I could voluntarily stop when I wanted so I wasn't addicted but I was very much dependent on it I needed to eat sleep forget about him and here's the thing I would smoke it to forget about him and all I would do is just smoke and then sit and think about him so there was there was no ending to how horrible I felt on a regular basis bro and it's just it, it it bothered me so much that this feeling would never go away so back in um so in 2014 I got saved I accepted Christ but after I accepted Christ I went right back out to LA and I didn't have a mentor to help teach me how to you know stay close to God and how to grow my relationship so I went right back into the world so when I went right back into the world of course the worldly things started to happen I started you know having premarital sex and started living with a boy um I started you know just life was just not the greatest when I lived in LA and I honest I always find myself struggling either choosing between trying to pay bills or trying to feed myself and it was always pay bills because I'd rather be starving in my house than full full sitting under the bridge so um eventually I got another boyfriend in 2016 and the time between we broke up in the fall of 2014 I mean of 2013 till now 2016 I thought of that man on a regular he was my thought I woke up thinking about him I went to sleep thinking about him whenever I saw a couple on tv or a love song I always equated it to him um 
when Scandal was hot and new and everybody was watching that, the love story of Olivia and Fitz, I saw that as me and him. There was like, I was so consumed with this man. Like, if I could get under his skin and be him, that was almost like what I wanted or something. Like, it was ridiculous what my desires were. And honestly, um, it was just, it was it was a lot for me, you know, now that I'm retelling the story and thinking about it, I'm just like, wow, can't believe I did all that. And so I got another boyfriend. We end up living together and end up shacking up and, you know, living in sand basically. And, um, the entire three year relationship of that, I thought of, uh, Austin every single day, every single day. I thought of him, I had dreams of him. And in the beginning of my relationship, I would tell, um, let's just name, uh, the one I moved in with Brandon I would tell Brandon that I'll be like oh I'm thinking of Austin but I don't think it's nothing I just think it's like you know haven't got him out of my system or whatever I came up with at the time you know and, and Brandon was very understanding and was very understanding and he'd chalk it up as you know oh just old ex stuff you know like oh that's just you know old ex you probably ain't forgot about him or thought about him or whatever it may be right so um as we're continuing this relationship I started to notice some things about Brandon that I didn't like and that I didn't, you know, voice to him. I was just like, okay, cool. I was just dealing with it. I don't, you know, sometimes as women, we just sit and go through stuff with men and we don't have to. Nobody's holding a gun to our head. Nobody's making us. We just are doing it. So um, I'm slowly becoming unattracted to Brandon and I don't technically want to be with him anymore. But at this, at this time, I'm not noticing that. I'm not really realizing that about myself I'm thinking oh it's just Austin he's coming to my dreams and all this other crap right so I would say maybe two years or is it 18 I would say maybe a year and a half into the relationship with Brandon I get a phone call or a text from Austin and let me tell you Austin had the power to make me do anything he had the power to make me do anything. I mean, whatever he asked for it, whatever he wanted, I gave him. Let's say I had $200 and, and Austin needed $150. I gave him $150 and I would only have 50. That's it. I don't, I didn't care. I gave him whatever he needed, whatever he asked for. I just gave it to him with no hesitation. And he knew that about me. I think that's what allowed him to honestly take advantage in most in some cases so he would um he would ask for money I would give it to him whatever he needed if I had access to it I would give it to him and this particular time he called me while I was at work and we're a year like I said we're a year half in into the other relationship that I'm in he calls me into work I mean he calls me at work and at this point I'm assistant manager at this um at this Dickie's restaurant and this Dickie's restaurant happened to be a very popular one so people are just it's a line out the door and I'm at the head of the uh the prep making chopping up meat making the meat weighing out the meat and um he calls me and I kid you not I leave the line I leave the line of customers I leave it to a, a, a crew member and go to the bathroom just to talk to Austin like I dropped whatever was going on at the drop of the hat if he called I would pick up and drop whatever I'm doing stop whatever I'm doing he's to focus now I'm focused on him and it and now that I'm repeating it bro it's kind of scary like I really made this man my god um and I was just so obsessive and just so into it and whatever he said I melted at and honestly like the reason why I brought up Jezebel was because she was prevalent in this relationship of course um we were very sexual with each other and he would just talk and I would just melt and 
it was just like so many things going on that I just didn't realize until God revealed them to me and I honestly was obsessed with this man I ate slept breathed this man and when that one interaction happened right at work of course we got off the phone I went back to work but later the next three days later I could not keep my mind off of him it was almost like I had just met my favorite celebrity and won't forget it or something like it was just he stayed in my mind for three days and I didn't know what to do and you know I kept having dreams and I didn't want to tell um I didn't want to tell Brandon because you know I've already talked about him enough he probably thinks I'm cheating with this guy by this time which I wasn't yet <laughs> but um it was just I was just obsessive so it came that was in 2017 so at that point so we're like 14 15 16 17 at this point we have been apart for four years still haven't met him in person yet yet he still has his all all this control over me okay great so we move on to 2018 2019 so 2019 um was the year that i was trying to get my stuff together with god i knew that i needed to come back to him i didn't know how or how to do it i just knew i needed to come back to him because i kept having problems with trying to find a job trying to keep a job trying to sustain myself as an adult and i just could not do it it was almost like it was impossible now I know later that's not what he wanted from me. But then I didn't understand it. I was like, I'm really good at interviews. If I can get 15 interviews but can't keep none of the jobs because they only give me an hour a week or whatever, I didn't understand it. It was very, very frustrating to me, bro. I was just like, what am I supposed to do? So I tried to you know, channel God and try to go after God in 2019 and, and just follow him. And it, it didn't really work out because, of course, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, so in 2019 in March is when I get another you know phone call another hit up another text from Austin so Austin hits me up and my whole world stops so at this point the last time I spoke to Austin was a smooth year it was a year and um he had hit me up again and my world stopped it was almost like slow motion like you guys think about it like slow motion like my world stopped like I didn't know what to do he had said hey what's up and it was just a hey what's up how am i tripping over a hey what's up like how am i melting and just so in love and lost with a hey what's up so that hey what's up led to the demise of my relationship with brandon i was emotionally cheating on brandon with austin brandon that came up uh, i'm sorry austin that came back into the picture and we were texting and we were calling and we were being very inappropriate but I was very sneaky and I deleted a lot of the text messages so that Brandon wouldn't see them because you know I would just lay my phone whatever we had access to each other phones so I started deleting the text messages or whatever right so um there's this I was I was being really disrespectful to Brandon to be honest like I, I had to repent and, and and actually hit up Brandon and apologize to him because I was really rude I was not I didn't know I could go to extreme lengths like that to hurt a person but I did and he had texted me and we were texting back and forth and being gross and nasty and, and adult things and it wasn't until we had a conversation one day and we were on the phone talking and then Brandon was like you don't love um no Austin was like you don't love Brandon you love me and it wasn't until that point where I was like oh snap you're right I haven't thought about it honestly until then I have not thought about it until then I was like I really do love Austin like I was still in love with him I have never fallen out of love with Austin at this point and I was just like wow at that point a lot of things hit me I knew my relationship was over but I still didn't end it um I don't know I just 
I, I don't know. I, I didn't know what to do. I've never been in this predicament before. So a couple months go by and me and Austin are still chatting it up, still talking. You know what I'm saying? And um, I go on a job interview and then I get a t- text from Brandon who happens to find every single text message that I've ever sent, that we've ever sent to each other through my on my laptop. And he goes through the entire uh, text thread and he breaks up with me and he leaves and I never see him again, honestly. Well, he come back to get his clothes and then I never see him again. And I spend um, majority of 2019 pissed because I'm like, okay, so the relationship with Brandon ended. What about Austin? Like, so what, what, when are we going to be together? Like, <laughs> like when are we going to get to getting? And honest, Austin played me multiple times. Now that I'm, you know, hindsight, he played me multiple times. Um, he was like, I'm not ready for relationship. I'm not ready for all this. Da, 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 da. I would constantly tell him I love him. I miss him and be affectionate. And he would not give me nothing back not a single ounce anything back I just kept chalking it on the chin each punch talking it on the chin like okay he eventually gonna tell me he loved me you see what I put up with you see what I put up with J- nobody made me I was, it was just the obsessiveness of it the soul tie that I had with this man this was ridiculous and um it wasn't until 2020 came the, the the most weirdest year that we've all ever experienced and um 2020 I moved back home uh, my, my sister started teaching me about God, started telling me how to, you know, take up my cross and, and, and basically lays down a law and land about how to walk with Jesus. And, you know, I get closer and closer to God and I'm trying to, and everything in my life is getting together and everything. God is rounding everything up, changing my life, giving me opportunities after blessings, after blessings, after blessings. And I'm just, just in awe of them. And it wasn't until I'm content with everything in my life except for the corner that Austin was in. I was just like, so what are we doing? Because we're grown now. We're not 70 year olds who can't take the money and meet each other no more. Um, cause back in 2019, I did meet Austin for the first time in person. And that had honestly made me mad and pissed me off because we didn't end up being anything afterwards. It was almost like us meeting was pointless, honestly, but I honestly think now in hindsight that God just granted me that because he knew I really wanted that and he'd have to do that. So I really appreciate God for that. But um, fast forward to 2020 and I'm over here asking like, what are we doing? Like, what is this? You know what I'm saying? Like we keep finding ourselves back in love with each other, going back and forth and all those other things. And you know, he don't really give in. I just, I let it be. And it wasn't until it wasn't until um, he goes, he travels all over the uh, globe for work and he goes to Alaska to work for a few months and then we stop talking to each other. We stay out of touch because he said his Wi Fi air service out there was pretty bad. Whatever. Cool, I guess. And um, so I'm like, we have plans to meet each other, cook it with each other, to hang out again. And so while we're making those plans, I'm making them plans in my head, trying to get clothes ready, trying to do everything. So, like, a few weeks go by, I hit him up, like, so when are you going to buy the ticket or when should I buy the ticket? You know, what's up? Like, what's happening? And, you know, eventually nothing pans out. Um, he calls me a few weeks later talking about he's in Atlanta. And that kind of shut, that's when I kind of just, everything shut down for me. I was just like, okay, that was a straw that broke the camel's back. I was like, okay, so you in Atlanta, but you can't come and see me in California or we meet somewhere in the middle. Like it was almost like he didn't want to be with me, but wanted whatever else, wanted the affection I gave him, but he didn't want to physically be with me. So I was just like, okay, fed up and done. So I hit my mentor. I was like, there's this man that I'm in love with and I'm super crazy about. And I broke it down to her how I feel. And she broke it down to me how that's a soul tie and you need to get rid of him. And I was like, wait wait what 
Hold on. That ain't what I called you for. I called to vent and tell you about this man. And she's like, well, I have wisdom from God. And I've actually been in your exact same situation where I've been obsessed with a man. And it's because of soul ties and it's because of whatever else is mixed in the middle. And you need to let that go now. And it wasn't until, you know, that was, I just felt like that was my record. record. That was God speaking through her, telling me to leave him alone, honestly. And it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my entire life was to leave this man alone because I was so obsessed with him for so many years. I was so into him. Like, I thought that I was going to end up being his wife because we kept running into each other. We kept calling. We kept in touch for the past nine years. We just kept doing it. I thought he was going to be my man, my husband, the father of my kids. I just thought we was going to live grand, happily, and love Jesus. I really did. Jesus was like, nah, nah, that ain't happening. <laughs> that ain't it. So, in in May of this year, um, I took it upon myself to let him know what it was. Of course, he didn't understand. Of course, he was a little bit upset at me and all these other things. I didn't have time for that. I was trying to grow my relationship with God. And I'm serious about my relationship with God. Don't nobody, no, I don't care who you are, don't nobody come before my relationship with God. So, and in a sense, he did. I put him on this pedestal. I put him on some some fake imaginary throne in my head that he was the end all be all of everything. And I needed to dethrone him because that's not who he was. He was just a man, just a regular, degular man. And God had to reveal to me a bunch of things that, you know, that was kind of hard for me. That it took me a minute to take as, as face value, honestly. I was just like, well, Lord, what is this and what is that? And he eventually answered all of my questions. And I spent um, June and July just mad depressed just of this year, like just trying to figure out what I'm going to do. Because my entire life was this man. I had dreams that I've had for nine years of me walking down the aisle and this man being my husband. That was my dream. And to be honest, that was that's that's how I saw it. bro. Like I was like, that's my that's my man. Could nobody tell me different? God had to be the only being to tell me the opposite, to reveal to me the truth, because could no person talk me out of doing what I was doing, loving him, talking to him, whatever it was. And I had to come to the conclusion that, that wasn't it and, and leave it alone. And I did whatever my father wanted from me. I gave him and I let it go. And it's honestly been a huge blessing. I didn't realize how much. I was into him until I sat back in hindsight and God revealed all these things to me. And I was like, wow, girl, you had it bad. And I did. I had it bad. Like, uh, I would say a few weeks ago, I was in church and I was trying to focus and I just kept having th thoughts of him. I was like, oh no, Lord, this ain't happening again. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> like, honestly, I, I got a little freaked out because I was like, I, uh, 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 God, you've been working with me. Okay. You've been working with me and you healed me of this. Like, what is this? Why am I thinking of him? And I walked outside and I just sat there on the bench um, at my church and I was just like, what, what is this Lord? What do you want from me? Why am I thinking of him? And he began to reveal to me that your chains are broken from him. You are no longer tied to that man emotionally, sexually, the way that you used to be. And he let me know that those are broken. Now, of course, I still think about him, of course, because he's not, he's not going to ever just disappear from my brain. But as far as him being something that I desire, it's no longer there. Sexually no longer there emotionally no longer there God is completely ripped 
and, and broken the chains off when it came to this particular thing in my life. And I could not thank God more for what he's done in my life, especially when it came to him, especially when it came to him, because before Austin, I had no recollection of love. I didn't know what that was. I wasn't shown it. So how was I supposed to know? And God allowed me to learn him for the past two years. I'm sorry, not well, technically a year. God has allowed me to learn who he is, take for who he is, and understand what love is from him. And then I began to recognize that that wasn't love that he was showing me. Love is reciprocated. Love is kind. It's not boastful. It's not mean. Love is everything God is. And I had to sit back and compare the two, and that wasn't it. It wasn't it. And I came here and I want to do this podcast today to let anybody know who's in a relationship that isn't unequally yoked or you're, you're a Christian and you're with someone who's not and you notice these traits that you have about them, let it go. You needed a sign. You were asking God, I'm your sign. Let it go and let God. I know it's easier said than done. I've been there, but nothing goes before my God. And if you honestly love God and you live for Jesus and you walk with Jesus, then you have no other choice than to let it go. Nobody said it's going to be easy. Nobody said do it quick, fast, and in a hurry. But I said do it. Regardless, just do it. Because that person is not built for you. It's toxic, or it's sad, or it's hurting you, or whatever it may be. It's not meant for you. Let it go. Console God. While I was healing, I cried. I was upset. I sinned a little. And I came to God with everything, though. I gave God my tears. At first, I wouldn't even cry because I feel like I was giving Austin my tears. But honestly, I was giving God my tears so that every time I cried, I cried less. So eventually, I did. I would cry all day. Then the next day, I would cry half a day. Then the day after that, I would only cry once a day. It got less and less because I kept giving my emotions and my problems and how I felt to God. And he accepted it and took it and threw it away. And I no longer felt like that. He is the healer that he is. He's the Alpha, the Omega that he is. And he's honestly done miraculous things in my life that I just want to be a testimony to. That's what these podcasts are for, to tell you and to let you know that God is real. He has personally worked in my life and changed my life. And to this day, I have no ill will against Austin. You know, if Austin ever finds this podcast, you know who you are. You know your real name's not Austin, but I have no ill will against you. I still pray for you. I pray for you to find Christ. I pray for you to get a relationship with Christ before it's too late. It's just what we had wasn't it. And I had to understand that. And I do now. And I thank the Lord for that, for doing it graciously and kind to me. You know, because it could have been a different way. And I'm very thankful for how it went and how it goes. For right now, I'm in my single season and I couldn't be happier. I have the happiest and most content and calm that I've ever been in my entire life right now at this moment. And it's all because of Jesus. So, I would tell you guys, go get you some Jesus, go get you some God. If you do not know him, you can get to know him through my videos on YouTube or through us talking. Hit me in my DM on any social media that exists. I have, for the most part, Instagram, Facebook, um, Snapchat, um, TikTok. I have all of those. Find me, and if you want to find God, he'll come to you himself, or I can help you find him for yourself. If you like this podcast, go ahead and hit the thumbs up for more podcasts coming up. And as always, I will see you or you will see me or hear me next time. Bye.